Long ago in ancient Mesopotamia, a civilization laid the foundations for Christianity, but in ways one might not expect. Hosts Denise and Buddy Wood go on a spiritual and thought-provoking journey, uncovering and exploring some of Christianity's hidden truths. Join us as we unveil and explore the mystery that is the remnants of Ur. Welcome to Remnants of Ur. My name is Denise Wood. And my name is Buddy Wood. Last episode, we talked about how the story of Sodom and Gomorrah was not about same-gender relationships, but is an example of the depravity of a vile group of people who had no desire to change their behavior. If the subject of homosexuality was important to God, Christ himself would have addressed it. And I only have this to add to that, that I have met the most beautiful and wonderful people in the world who just happen to be gay. And in all honesty, many of them are far more Christ-like than really anybody I know. They are God's children, and they are blessed. This is episode 10, entitled Ishmael, and it coincides with chapter 7, which is called The Descendants, from the book Remnants of Earth. A few episodes ago, we mentioned that we would tell the audience how Buddy and I met, and uh, we would like to share our story with you now. All right. Well, I guess I'll start. In order to tell that story, I'm going to have to start with Canada. After I had carried the cross across the United States, I went back to Phoenix, Arizona. And and while I was there, you, you know, I was seeking God, trying to figure, okay, God, what's next? I've accomplished this mission. This goal is done. And uh, in seeking God, I finally uh, thought, well, you know what? Uh, I'm going to fly up into Canada. And so that's what I did is I, I broke the cross down and so that I could carry it on a plane and uh, flew into Van- Vancouver, British Columbia. And then started walking. Well, my goal was to walk to Alaska, but didn't make it that far. I, uh, winter set in, and and I only had a only allowed to be in British Columbia for so many months. But anyway, so I was up in Canada, and I was carrying the cross up there, and just having a, a wonderful time. I spent most of my time with the Native Americans of British Columbia. The, the native I- Indians, I, I guess, uh, for lack of better uh, description, beautiful people, and they just loved me, and uh, they had me preaching everywhere, <laughs> and uh, and so it, it was a, a good time, and it's a wonderful time, and so, but it was time for me to either renew my, I, f- I forget what it's called, it's not a visa, but it's something like a visa, and it was time for me to, to extend my allotted time in Canada or go home. And so I was thinking, well, I'm just going to go back to Phoenix, you know, and uh, and God spoke to me, and he says, uh, well, don't you want to see my glory? And I said, nah, Lord, I want to go see about a girl. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you. Well, there's your sign. And, and right it there. was it was not me. We didn't know each other at this point. No, we didn't know each other yet. And and I can't believe I look at this now. And that's all I ever wanted was to see the glory of God. I'd heard so many great stories and and God asked me, Do you, don't you want to see my glory? And I said, No. I wanted to go see a, see about a girl. And you know, and that's the reality of it all. 
looking back and said, man, what was I thinking? Because you don't get those opportunities every day. But, you know, I was human. I was a man. I wanted a mate. I wanted to, you know, I, I wanted to have a, a, a lady in my life. And, uh, and so anyways, I went back to see about this girl. And, well, she wasn't who she tried to make herself out to be. She really, and, and it's, it's a sad, it was a sad story. But nonetheless, I went back to Phoenix. Well, when I did, the magic stopped. The miracles quit happening. I mean, the anointing lifted. It was gone. I would take out the cross. Nothing would happen. And, uh, you know, and I always preached, well, you know, if God ever, if miracles ever stopped and God stopped providing my way, I would get a job. And that's exactly what I did. I went back to work. I got myself an apartment, and I was a normal guy again. And I was miserable. I was so lost. Oh, my gosh. I spent hours in prayer seeking God, weeping, and just said, Father, what have I done wrong? What did I do? One moment, I'm the Lord's anointed, and the next moment, God just literally put me on a shovel. Maybe I'll use, use you later. We're done for now. And so one morning... I was praying, and I got a phone call. Okay, before we talk about the phone call, I'm going to give my backstory. Okay, all right. So I was living in Colorado Springs at the time, and a friend of mine had told me about hearing Buddy speak at his church. He said, wow, this guy, you've got to hear him. You know, he, He's talking about this and this and this, and I thought, wow, I need to talk to him because the stuff that he's speaking about is what I'm hearing during my meditation time from the Lord, and maybe we could be friends. So he had given me Buddy's number actually months before, but I never called him because I was so busy working and taking care of. I was a single mom with three kids, and um, I, I just tucked his number away and carried on with life. So one day, I was coming home from work, and I worked the night shift. We had a busy night delivering tons of babies. I was so tired, and I got home, and God spoke to my heart and said, I need you to call that guy, and I need you to give him a word for me. And I said, oh, God, I, I, I am so tired. I, I just want to go to sleep. I'll call him when I wake up. He's like, no, 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 you need to call him now I said, oh, oh, okay, yes. So I found his number, I dialed it, and a man answered the phone. I said, hello, buddy. My name is Denise. I got your number from a friend of yours, and I have a word from the Lord for you. God wants me to tell you that you will preach again one day, but next time it will be with love. Yeah. And what was so amazing about that is that was exactly what I was asking God at that very moment. Father, will I ever preach again? You know, I had never met him. What are the chances that somebody's going to call from Colorado Springs because they feel like God put it on their heart? Yeah. It was so amazing because, I mean, I thought I didn't know what I'd done wrong. I didn't know why God's quit using me. So now I've spent the last 30 years learning how to love. <laughs> <laughs> so, so after that, it's, I was living in Colorado Springs. My mom and dad were getting a divorce. 
And my mom said, I cannot afford the house. I want to give it to you. It's in Phoenix. So I moved back to Phoenix, and Buddy and I met. We, we went to the same church, and it, we were friends. One time, he was supposed to come over and watch a movie with the kids, but he, he backed out. I think he chickened out. Yeah, I got cold feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we became friends mostly, I think, when I wrote a song for a friend's wedding, and I knew Buddy knew how to play the guitar, and I said, hey, do you want to come over and put the guitar music to this song so we can um, perform it at, at the wedding? So he started coming over, and we started working on that song. And yeah. The rest it, was... Yeah, it wasn't long before... Well, we performed that song together at, at our friend's wedding, and then it wasn't long after that, maybe just a few days, you know, that... God started putting on my heart that I needed to ask uh, Denise to marry me. And the night before he asked me, I was at work, and I was a flight nurse at the time, and if we had downtime, we could go out on the helipad. It looked over Phoenix, and I'm out there on the helipad saying, God, what should I do? I feel an attraction for him, but I felt like I would be marrying someone else. I was in love with somebody else. Yeah. And it was probably a couple hours later of seeking the Lord for an answer. God spoke to my heart clearly. Buddy walks after the Spirit. Follow the Spirit. So I knew, and I had the peace in my heart. So the next day... So the next day, <laughs> we were sitting in church. As a matter of fact, I think it's the same night that that pastor was throwing a little temper tantrum up on the platform there about the giving. I think I think, I think, I, I it, think was. it was the same night because we had gone to church together. We'd been doing music together, and the you know the the, the wedding song that that we performed was just the beginning of our music relationship. Then we we were getting together quite frequently. Yeah, we were doing songwriting. We had friends that played the guitar, and we were all getting together and yeah. sharing music. Yeah. So, anyways, that night. After church, we took the kids home. And while Denise was uh, tucking the kids in, because she had a nanny that lived with her, and, and uh, she t we went home and she was tucking the kids in to sleep. And while I was sitting out there in the car waiting for her, I thought, oh, my gosh, God wants me to ask her to marry me, and I have to do it now. I have to do it tonight. It, just, uh, I, it was just the most remarkable thing. I mean, I had learned over the years how to hear God's voice and know when he was, you know, moving on my heart to do something. And that, sure enough, that night, I said, man, I got to ask this girl to marry me, and I have to do it tonight. So it was the most completely unprepared, you know. We <laughs> drove around Phoenix for a couple hours, and, and finally I just blurted it out in a McDonald's drive through We decided we'd stop and get a Coke. <laughs> and I asked said, well, God wants me to ask you to marry me. <laughs> and since I had just had that the night before, mm -hmm. you know, where I was seeking God about what should I do about this, yeah. I knew to say, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so, what was so remarkable about that is we, right after that, we went over to our, our friend's house that we did music with, and we knocked on the door, and, and I said, and he, I, get, I think, didn't he say we were glowing whenever we walked up <laughs> he there? He did. <laughs> and he said that we was glowing. 
And anyways, we walk and we sit down on his couch. And I looked over at Denise and it's like, oh my gosh, the most beautiful woman in the world was sitting right next to me. And it was almost as if God has kept, had kept blinders on my, my eyes because I hadn't seen her that way before. She, we were just friends. But all of a sudden, they go, oh, my goodness. There's this uh, <laughs> goddess sitting next to me. You know? <laughs> and so uh, that's, that's how we, we were married two weeks later after that. We were by the creek in Sedona. Yeah. It was amazing. The most beautiful wedding. And... Uh, Amazing. I had a friend of mine that, who was one of those, she was like us, who heard from God and lived in the miraculous. And by the unseen hand of God, she was an amazing woman. She married us. And uh, if you're out there, get in touch with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her name was Vanda. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, a remarkable woman of God. And so... So then we're, here we are, 30 years later. Yeah. It's been an amazing it's been journey cool. together. You yeah. know, and the thing is, God has taught us how to love. We were both pretty full of ourselves when we were younger. Yeah. And, um, you know, God has a way of taking that out of you. Yeah. And it is so wonderful to be here today with yes. you, doing this work for our Father. It's an amazing and sharing thing. our stories that yeah. we've had for all these years yeah. that really we couldn't share any, with anyone because you don't go to work as a nurse and say, hey, guys, guess what? Guess what God is saying to me? Oh, they, they would look at you like you had a hole in your head. <laughs> and you it's know, just not— It's not appropriate. It's not appropriate. No, we're there to work and do a good job. So we, we, so we have been pretty isolated yeah. for— yeah. 30 years. Yeah. And so we're really excited to be able to share with you the things that God has shown us, the things. And continues to show us. And sh yeah. every day. Yeah. It's, it's now a, we have kind of gone our time. Should we? I think we're going to have to come back and talk about yeah. Ishmael. So this is yeah. episode 10, and we'll just call it our love story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, next episode will be episode 11. And we'll get back to Abraham's journey in Canaan. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. Yeah. That's all for this episode. Thanks for joining us. If you're interested, our book, Remnants of Ur, is available on Amazon. If you have any questions or comments, our email is remnantsover at gmail.com.